welcome 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 back to the program willie show recovery stories i'm your grateful garbage head in recovery my name is willie this week is all about the power of recovery and what happens when a community of alcoholics gets together to create something special here on the willie show we explore addiction and recovery through inspiring personal accounts my guest this week is vince he comes from all the way down from Saugerties. He's uh, best known for being the co-founder of the Ryan House and the Ryan Organization, raising your awareness about narcotics. Um, if this is your first time with us, you're in for one heck of an incredible ride. We get to talk about all sorts of things. We get a little bit of Vince's alcoholic biography. Just a little, um, a little warning. My dog Sonny gets excited. <clears throat> You'll hear quite a bit of barking in the beginning. But uh, I promise it does stop. And then about midway through the interview, he starts right up again, right as Vince is talking about animals. I couldn't be uh, more honored, more humbled, more privileged. I mean, the fact that I get to spend my time doing this, being with you guys, talking about recovery, just absolutely demolishing the stigma of addiction and, and, and what it's like. Uh, I mean, the past three weeks, we've had back-to-back -back episodes of young people getting sober and finding a new life in recovery. And this week, we really get to hear all the things that are available. If you are in Ulster County and you have not yet visited the Ryan House, please do. There's so much to do up there. They have like 40 meetings a week. You know, they do 5K runs. They do community outreach programs. It's absolutely incredible. It's a great place for a young person to get sober. It's a great place to to continue your sobriety. It's a great place to meet other people. It's just a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal organization. And um, not going to be a long intro out of me. Please continue to send your emails to willyshowpodcast at gmail.com. Check us out at Instagram. We have so much in store for you over the next couple of weeks. It's just been absolutely wonderful being a part of this podcast, hanging out with you guys. I mean, you know, we're like 21 episodes in. That's so many different individual accounts of recovery. It, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. I cannot believe that this is my life and I get to spend my time with you guys like this. So without further ado, I'm going to slam right into this one. You know, hold on to your butts. Um, here's Vince. <laughs> It's the little uh, opener beat to get everybody ready for what's about to happen. Okay. I pay $7 a month for this. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And then what? You... So then this way Spotify can't say I'm doing something illegal using someone else's music. Because I didn't create this. Oh, okay. Everything's got to be done correct. God, look at that view. It's outrageous, isn't it? Oh Still a little haze from yeah. the smoke apocalypse. Yeah, a little bit. Much better than Not, it was. Oh yeah, Wednesday was bad. That was right? terrible. Yeah. It was it was orange. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of that daunting feeling of um the pandemic. Yeah. Like what it the was kind of eerie, right? It was very eerie. Yeah. And everyone kind of gave you that anxiety, like you didn't mm -hmm. know what was going on anymore. But at least we had Canada to blame. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's my dog in the background. It's not much we're going to do about that. Okay. But they're used to that. So uh, welcome to the program. The uh, 
we're joined by, I'm really honored and privileged this morning. I was just telling my wife how excited I am, you know, that this is what I get to do. on a, It's Sunday morning. It's 9 o'clock. We're outside. The birds are chirping. We're staring at the mountain. And I'm here with my friend Vince from, um, from the Ryan House. And Ryan Foundation or? Ryan uh, Non-For-Profit. So we're a corporation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're the co-founder? Me and my daughter and my wife. Are, yeah. They're the three co-founders. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it started, you know, Ryan had passed away in 2015 from a heroin overdose. Mm-hmm. And uh, my daughter said, let's have a run to honor him. And um, so we did a 5K run, and there was like 400 people showed up. What? Yeah. Out of nowhere. Insane. What did that feel like? Incredible. Incredible. It was, um, you know, AA has taught me to be honest, you know. So when when Ryan passed, um, we put in the obituary that he died of a progressive and deadly disease, and uh, we didn't hide it, and... It started a conversation. A community surrounded us, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and here we are today. You well, know, Ryan's your son. Yeah, yeah, yep. Twenty. He would. He'd have been twenty-five years old in September twenty-fourth of uh, two thousand fifteen, and he passed on August twenty-second. Yeah. After two years of in and out of rehabs, so-called rehabs. Mm-hmm. Um these state-funded rehabs that don't believe in the big book and a yep. spiritual solution. They give you an education, but they don't give you much of a solution. No. No. Nope. And then the transition back into society, that's where the system fails us, I think. Yeah. That is, that's the... So my dream, you know, after he had passed, was to create a place to transition people back into society. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've been clean and sober going on 27 years now. So you're one of us also. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so my family knows the devastation of this disease, but we also know the joy of recovery. The, the recovery is unbelievable. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, you know. I mean, I'm, look at this right here. What yeah. we're, we're experiencing today, you know. I was a hopeless drunk who couldn't stay away from a drink for any amount of time on my own. And I'm sitting here talking to you on a Sunday morning looking at that beautiful view. Now, and, you and probably don't remember meeting me, but I absolutely remember the first times <laughs> I saw you. Uh, first time I saw you, I was staying over at the Villa Veritas. And I believe you came to celebrate and speak for one of the faculty members. They were There was something going on. One of the faculty members had 25, 30 years, and it was a Sunday. And they brought you up to share your experience, strength, and hope. I've been out there quite a few times. Yeah. Then um, you cracked me like an egg. <laughs> and in 20 days, I was kind of in that place where it was like, first off, I only thought I was staying for 14 days. God had better plans because mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to come home on 14. Yeah. And then so you shared. And then I was probably the next eight days of that 28-day program, I, was, I went from can't wait to leave to being terrified to come home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second time I heard you speak was at my now home group, which at the time I didn't want to be my home group because everyone was too happy there. 
It was like the magic kingdom of recovery. Yeah. Everyone was smiling and hugging and and uh you that down in High Falls? Down in High Falls. For Shane's anniversary. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. again, I was like, because I didn't think the people that came in and spoke at rehabs were real people. <laughs> they were like celebrities <laughs> to us. No, I'm no celebrity. And I'm no. just another drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so and again, same situation. Cropped me like an egg. And uh, my wife was there to support me. And then this lady Mary, she she was watching me from like the back corner. And she came up after the meeting and um, she just grabbed me and hugged me, said, you're going to be okay, mm -hmm. you know? And that's like the kind of stuff that happens in this program. Yep. And, um, yeah. So anyways, I wanted to read, <clears throat> I wanted to read uh, one thing that I gotten off your, your website. Cause I, so the a couple things like, um, you know, we explore uh, addiction and recovery on this program, you know, through inspiring personal accounts. So I'd love to get to know about you a little bit, but what an opportunity to talk about like the Ryan house and what it is and what you, what you guys got going on. So I found this on your, your website, raising your awareness about narcotics was established in loving memory of Ryan Kelder, who died of a heroin overdose on August 22nd, 2015. It is our mission to bring awareness to an epidemic that is destroying a generation that's true. To end the stigma of addiction and inspire hope in those families struggling with this horrible disease. The mission of Ryan is to promote substance abuse awareness, share our family's journey to dispel the myths of addiction, eliminate the stigma that is attached to it, and to support organizations that provide healthy programs for the youth of our community. The vision of Ryan is to live in a community that is aware and educated about the disease of addiction where there is no stigma attached to it and be a place where every person will have access to all necessary resources when seeking recovery. That's beautiful, man. That's yeah. who you are. That's what you're doing. And that's what you're looking for. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of, um, what do you, what do you think? How's the vision going? You know? So it's evolving. It is evolving. <laughs> yes, and it's it's way bigger than I ever imagined. Yeah. I mean, in 2015, we you know we started with a run, mm -hmm. and and 400 people showed up, and since then we've done lots of events. Um, yeah, this year alone, you have an upcoming event, which is the fourth annual <clears throat> Ryan Drive for Recovery Golf Tournament. Golf Tournament, yeah. July 17th at Wiltwick Golf Club in Kingston. Fourth annual. Fourth annual. So how's how are those? Incredible. Yeah. Like 150 golfers show up. It's a it's a all day event. You know. Um, Where does the money go to? To the foundation? Goes back into the corporation uh -huh. so we can do these these things that we do in the community. Yeah. I mean, we bought that house outright. You know, the Ryan House, and um, you know these fundraisers is what fuels fuels the house. So it's yeah. a self supporting. Yeah. Organization. Yep. Non-for-profit. This yep. year alone, you guys have art and recovery classes. You have speakers, you know, yep. well-known speakers. You've had Daryl Strawberry. Strawberry. You've had Chris Herring. Chris Herring, who's yep. his story is incredible. Incredible. You do the Orange County Ryan's run. That was we just, this year. First, first annual time. run this year. Yep. How many people were at that? About 80 people. Good showing. For our first, first time. First time. Wait, and there's people already talking about wanting to come next year i want to come yeah next yeah year. yeah like so that's that's what happens and like you know it just keeps growing right and, and it just 
more and more people get involved. And uh, at the house, you're doing Narcan training. Yep. CPR training. So you're show you're showing people how to save lives and giving them education about what to do. Yep. Um, you do. You're hosting pancake breakfast with Santa Claus and Easter Bunny Easter craft bunny. fairs. <laughs> you have. I don't even know how many meetings. Over 40 meetings a week. Over 40 meetings, meetings a week. week. Yeah. Non-traditional meetings. Yeah. You have... Uh, uh, grief group. We have a veterans meeting. We have Al-Anon, AA, NA. Um, there's a Bible study. It's like... It's outright. So if a group wants to... Well, we'll get into that. And then you do the shamrock run, skate yep. for a cause, yep. alcathons on Christmas and New Year's. Yep. What isn't going on at the Ryan House? There's dances. A, there's dances yeah, for kids and for karaoke kids. nights. And yep. We do a youth rally, um, you know, for the high school students, ninth graders. Yeah. Um, our first youth rally, there was over 1,200 kids there. They were bussed in to Deets Stadium, Tony Huffman. We hired Tony Huffman to come speak to him. He's a BMX Olympic yeah, BMX guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he's uh, incredible, incredible, incredible story. And he's one of us. And, yeah, yep, yeah. So what? From from prison to speaking to kids, you know. How, I mean, the, the I miracle thought, of of sobriety. I thought degenerate alcoholics and addicts weren't supposed to become anything. <laughs> I thought people weren't supposed to change. I thought there's no hope for us. I mean, isn't well, that what the media kind of uh, wants you to believe, or? Well, that's that the is stigma. the stigma that we're destroying. You're destroying it. If yeah. anyone can pay attention, yeah. So, so I made a comment. We're out in front of Ryan House one day, and uh, you know, a bunch of guys talking. And, and Frank likes to bring this up. It's like uh, Frankie, uh, uh, Colonel Frank. You know, the new guy. He's like three hundred, and I think he was three hundred and thirty-five days sober today. The, not the football coach. Frank. No, nope. Because um, Frankie's been on the program talking about his no. recovery and what the Ryan House did for him. Frank Frank used to hang out in the Knights of Columbus when it was the Knights of Columbus in a bar. So that building that you purchased was a Knights of Columbus, Columbus building with a bar. Uh -huh. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and gloom and doom, and uh, and we bought it and we're brightening the place up. You know, it's so we were out there having a conversation in the parking lot, and you know. The devil took my boy, and this is God's revenge. Look at all these people getting. <laughs> look at all these people getting sober, man. Yeah, it's like it's it's it blows me away. Yeah, so we went up to see Chris Heron. Uh, I don't know a couple months ago up in Schenectady. Uh huh. Um, he was speaking, and I got a chance to talk to him before, and he says, how's that house going? And he could see me getting excited when I started talking yeah, about it and stuff. Yeah. He goes, yeah, man, it's like having a front row show, a front row seat, you know, to the show. Yeah. And it's the it, it's the show of miracles, man. Like, yeah. it's incredible. Like, there's like over 20 people have celebrated a year in that house yeah. since we've been open. Yeah, I've been it's, to a couple of them. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's incredible we've been open what 19 20 months now and uh and it takes a year to get a year and they're right. just and they're right i mean right 20 people and and the vision when we bought the place you know we we went to look at a place up in west saugerties mm -hmm. you know for transitional housing because i think that's the place where 
the system fails the alcoholic. Like kind of like, kind of like your halfway house or your so, so you got you got the able house. house yeah, yeah, like a three quarter house mm-hmm. is what we want to develop. So right now you have able house, which is a halfway, halfway house. house. But when they get out of there, they're just go join society. Like, yeah. yeah. How do you get in a decent apartment? How do you start over from nothing? Mm-hmm. You know. And that's what happened to Ryan. They put him into an apartment, and they tell him, if you get a job, we're going to take your benefits away for you. Mm-hmm. And um, ultimately, he ended up using within, I don't know, 10 days out of the rehab, and I found him on his kitchen floor. And, you know, for people that, that don't know, um, you know, before you go into a rehab, your tolerances. For, for opiates in particular, right. are through the roof. Right. I mean, you could throw a truckload of heroin at somebody, and, right. and, and that's just how they get by their day. They're, they have gram habits, two gram habits, mm-hmm. you, know, you know. But um, what people don't realize is once you've had some time away, right. your body no longer has that um, built-up tolerance. And yeah. that's when people overdose. Yeah. That's when addicts overdose. Right. You know, people that don't use drugs a lot and um, get a get a rough bag of fentanyl, thinking it's something else, right. uh, they overdose. Yeah. And you know, people that well, don't... he got a hot batch. It was fentanyl laced. And... This is before fentanyl was as. Yeah, it was the just beginning of it. Beginning of it. Yeah. yeah. And um... thanks, Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me going no, on that topic. No, I won't. <laughs> You'll see another side of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't need to, man. I like this uh, gratitude yeah, side that yeah. showed up today. So, so we go to West Saugerties to look at this place too, which had some apartments in it, and we figured we could help people transition back in. And the guy that was selling it. You know, he's selling a place, and he's like, oh, you don't want this. Let's mm-hmm. go look at the Knights of Columbus. I'm like thinking the Knights of Columbus, that's going to be like a million dollars, you know? Yeah. And we go there, and uh, the price had dropped down to, I don't know, 350000 We took a look at it. And the beauty about that building is it's a house out front, and then it's got that big banquet hall in the back, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, to have the meetings right there, you know? So... <clears throat> we buy the house and um, I work in the marina industry mm-hmm. and a, a lot of people when I, over the years have told me, you ever need anything, just call me and uh, you're doing great work. I love your family. I love the organization. Everybody's affected by this. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows somebody that's struggling. We either either they've lost someone well, to alcoholism, right. they exactly. know someone that's lost someone. There, I mean, a lot of us are wrapped up in it ourselves. So, so Ryan itself probably had a hundred, uh, probably had you know ninety, a hundred thousand dollars from our fundraisers, mm-hmm. you know, generated. And um, I got on the phone, started calling people, and we did a fundraiser. We put it out there on Facebook. And within like six weeks, we raised like two hundred sixty thousand dollars to buy that house outright. Outrageous! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's God's work, you yeah. know. I and mean, the place needed some work, so we buy it, and it, yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's a Just, mess. yeah, it was a mess, <laughs> and um, and then we buy it like toward the end of June. I think we close on it. 
And July 5th, my wife gets in that motorcycle accident where a deer run in the side of her. I don't know anything about this. Yeah, so 22 days in the hospital. You know, now it's August. The plan was to try and get it ready for Ryan's birthday, September 24th. Mm -hmm. So, and she looked at me like, you know, don't you dare kill yourself trying to get that place ready. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it, it's going to happen. It can happen whenever. And her dream was to open it for Ryan's birthday. Mm -hmm. So I got to work and once again, the AA community surrounded me. And, uh, and what's that look like? Like just a bunch of hardworking guys, man, <laughs> who volunteered her time to come and, and build that clubhouse in yeah, the back, yeah. you know, the banquet hall. I mean, we did, you know, new drop ceiling, we spackled, we painted, we put windows in the back, we yeah. put a new floor in, we yeah. trimmed it. And it's like beautiful. on September, you know, 7th or 8th, I'm like, put it out there. We're having a party for Ryan's birthday or grand opening. Mm-hmm. She says, you're going to make it? And I'm like, yeah, we're going to make it. And uh, so September 24th, Ryan House opened up. and uh, What year? Um, so this was two years ago. Yeah, so 21. 21. Coming out of the pandemic. Coming out of the pandemic, yep. And uh, we're during working on it, I already had a morning meeting booked, a noon meeting, and a six o'clock meeting every day of the week. Right. Was waiting to get in there. And then as once we opened, more and more meetings have been opening up since. Yeah. And uh let me ask you about a little story that was told on this program. Right. Frankie's getting out of Able, right? Yeah. And you know his Frankie's story. Frankie and you were close. Yeah. Yep. He said that he walked in there when you guys were in the middle of building everything. And he wanted to take the world over. He wanted, and you, he says, you said to him, How about you just hang out with a couple sober people? Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. Just, just, just hang around these sober guys, man. Yeah. And watch what goes on. And just pay attention. So, so one of our big donors sent a couple employees there to work with us, mm -hmm. a couple young kids during the rush at the end there, the push. And, uh, this one kid, Jimmy, he's, he's working with us, and uh, he's like, how do you get to be a part of this fellowship? You got to kind of have to have a drinking problem. Yeah, burn your life he's down. Like, he's like, dude, I've worked on union jobs where guys make $80, $90 an hour, and they bitch and moan all day. He said, I come here, nobody's making any money. They're all volunteering their time to make this happen, and they're all having fun. He says, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I said, that's the power of recovery, man. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's insane. The day we put the floor down, over 3,000 square foot of floor, I got- This is in the main banquet. This in is the in main banquet. Me big meeting room. Big meeting room. And that's like, you know, second week of September, like the push is on, right? And uh, so I got 3,000 square foot of floor to put down. I- and I put it out there that I was going to do it on yeah. this day. Uh, I show up at 5.30 in the morning. I'm snapping some lines and getting a couple rows started. And a couple other guys show up. And by the end of the day, there was probably 13 different guys that came in and out the door throughout the day. Yates brought his crew there. Without right arguing? Home. There had to be a little nah. tension. Nope. Maybe nah. with Wagner, just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I worked... Um, but, I worked, 50, you know, six. Yeah, you know, I worked 
10, 15 years in, in construction, yeah. carpentry. You know, yeah. I've put some floors down. Um, Yates brought his crew yeah. in at one point, like right around lunchtime. And by 6 o'clock, me and Sean were finishing up the closet yeah. that day. Yeah. And I go home, and she said, how'd it go? I said, it's done. She goes, done? And I'm like, yeah, the whole floor was put in. In, in by people day. overlapping work and not arguing and just, just you know. having fun, yeah. having a blast, yeah. doing it. It's you incredible. know, the place is powerful, man. It's like you, it's, walk, you in the walk, door. walk in the door. Our and buddy, it's unreal. Our buddy Ray, who passed away, God mm-hmm. bless him. Um, he graduated though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He passed away sober. Yes, I yes. think that's so critical to mention. Yes. First off, there's a lot of people. You know, my mother listens. I, I have a coworker that listens. They don't know our language. When, yeah. we, when we talk about graduating, yeah. there is no graduating. Right. But when you pass away well, sober, sober, clean and sober, it's yep. incredible. Ray was an incredible person, and he met me at the door like after the grand opening at the six o'clock meeting. Like we were passing each other. And he just gave me the biggest hug. And Ray was a big human being. Mm-hmm. Man. And it was just like this incredible bear hug. And he said, Vince, there's a power in this room that I just can't explain. It's and, unreal. And I'm like, yeah. Um, it was it was put together with love. And I think it just exudes love, you know, and happiness and joy. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's just, it's unbelievable what goes it's on It's also there. a pl- it's not like... Um... It's not a smoke-filled church basement, man. Yeah, but it's also... It's That's also, where I started. It doesn't have... You don't walk in and feel like, ah, the journey's complete. Yeah. You walk in and you feel like, where is this going? Right. Right, right. Is this the one and only? Is there yeah, other... Th- yeah. I mean, first off, all those things I listed, I don't know how you keep track of any of right. that. Well, we got a big team, man. Team Ryan is yeah. a lot of people involved. And then on top of that... um, you know, uh, different 12-step meetings have different traditions. Yeah. So you can, as like the sixth tradition, you can't, as an organization, you can't run these meetings. No. They're not your meetings. No. You have Kiki, unless it's a non-12-step. You right. can't have control. No. They just they come and use the facility. Pay their rent or yep. whatever. Yeah. The, make a donation. Make a donation. And, contribution, uh, yep. however you want to say it. Yep. And uh, and they have their meeting, and each group is autonomous. And You can and, have house rules. Yeah. This is about we all got, you can do. Yeah. You smoke over at the picnic tables. Yeah. You know, no animals allowed in the house. You know, stuff like that. But just... Treat it with respect. What about service animals? Not, n- no. 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 Um, just because. Has that um, ever been an issue? It has. I bet. Yeah. yeah I could it see has. that. I could, you know, that, it you has know. been an issue. But there's, you got to look at both sides of that. There's people that are allergic to animals. So, yes. You know. We, As my and, dog is flipping safe, out. <laughs> safety reasons, insurance yeah. reasons, yeah. you know, it just, yeah. it just can't happen. No. You know. So, what I want to find, if we got a little time for it, just so people know who I'm actually talking to, like, what was drinking and drugging like for you? Like, what makes you a hopeless, degenerate alcoholic? Oh, God. When did it start for you? Well, my first drink was nine years old at a uh-huh. clam bank. And, yeah. and And it was like I filled my father's beer up, took a sip of it, and I instantly wanted to fill up everybody else's beer yeah. so I could get more sips. You know? yeah. that, that was the effect alcohol had on me from the beginning, yeah. you know? And it just one thing led to another. You know, I kept crossing lines. Like, you know, the alcohol was very acceptable in my family, but then, you know, I smoked a joint, 
and then at the age of 17, snorted my first line. And How was so? What what time period is this? This is back in you know when you know when when were you in high school? Eighty three. I graduated. <laughs> okay, high hell yeah. Forty years ago. I was negative yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so you know uh, marijuana had a stigma back then. Yep. And yeah. yeah, and all the drugs had you know there was a stigma involved and. Uh, yeah, and they were a no-no. You know, the alcohol was acceptable, but the drugs wasn't, and I went down that road. And um, What was your favorite music at the time? Rock. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 You have any particular bands you'd go see Van live? Halen, Van Halen, Aerosmith, yeah. Triumph, yeah. REO. That's I good mean, smoking yeah. weed and getting <laughs> fucking plastered. Yeah. What was your alcohol of the choice? Like, uh, just beer? Were you a beer guy Lots a of beer. Yeah. And, you know, Southern Comfort. You know, just whatever I could get my hands on at later in the night, mm -hmm. you know? But it got to the point where I graduated college somehow and i made it home and i got married we had a couple kids and uh and i was desperately trying to knock it down a notch and it just wasn't working like i could not you got married when you were how old i was 25 okay, okay. and um i got married at 20. yeah and uh <laughs> i just i just could not stop yeah you know and uh the more I tried to control it, it seemed like the more it controlled me, you mm -hmm. know? And it got me to a point where, like, I, I, I knew something was wrong with me, but I didn't know exactly what. And in my sick mind, I thought, like, if it gets bad enough, I'll shut it down, you know? I'll just quit, you know? And, um, you know, failed drug test. People want me to go AA. My first meeting was a smoke-filled basement, mm -hmm. you know, and it was intimidating. And uh, what made you think? What, what made? What was? What was the thing where you said, "All right, let me give AA. Let me give it a shot." So I, I finally, one of my buddies had passed away, and they found him in his apartment down in the city, and uh, from a heroin overdose. No, I. We die in just, weird ways. Yeah. We really do. His heart gave out, you yep. know, drinking, yep. snorting cocaine. Yep. Cocaine uh, was huge in the 80s, yep. early 90s. Still early, is now. Early I mean, 90s, it's never yep. not going to be. And uh, he passed away. You know, my wife met me at the funeral parlor. She was going to college at New Paltz at the time. She looked me in the eyes and said, that doesn't have to be you, you know. And that day, you know, I thought I'm going to click the switch, you know. I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to drink again. And I made it four days. Yeah. Four days on my own. Like four days. And I went to the deli on the way home. And you can buy one beer. I was going to have a beer. Of and I, I, I bought a 12-pack, of course. Mm -hmm. And it turned into an all-niner with the birds chirping. Did you even look down at the 12-pack thinking... I thought you were one beer. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, yeah, one continuous beer, yeah, like as quick as I could drink I've them. talked about this a couple times where um, my last relapse, I didn't believe you could go out on a resentment. Mm -hmm. I just had that reservation. Poison to the like, alcohol. I'm like, I'm not that type of, I don't get fucking resentments. I don't replay these yeah. tapes. And I went out fucking monstrously on resentment. And um, I blacked out on the way. Yep. I didn't, bl I did you know, have a gnarly, you know, birds chirping, five in the morning. Yeah. But uh, 
my brain just put out everything I had learned in recovery. I mean, there was just mm-hmm. no thought. I turned the radio off. I yep. fucking drove to get, you know, the, the whatever I wanted to keep up with, with the drinks. I got my booze and everything. And I didn't have a thought process, really, until I looked down at the stash that I had accumulated. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And, you know, 6.30, birds chirping, looking in the mirror and saying, four days ago, you made a promise to yourself that you weren't going to drink and drug again. No. And you couldn't even keep a promise to yourself. What is wrong with you? How miserable are sunrises like that? Oh, my God. And you woke up alone at 6 in the morning. You didn't wait. You, 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 I was you in know. my house. My yeah. wife was upstairs. She had had it up to here with me. I knew what was coming. Uh, yeah. You know, and uh, and I just said, God, help me. And uh, she wanted me to go to a rehab and... I didn't want to go. I'm just give me another chance. I'm going to give AA a, a solid chance this time. So you said God helped me, but are you a God-fearing person your whole life? Um, I was raised Catholic. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, and uh, the words just came out of my mouth. You know, God. It's weird. God me. It's it's weird. I I I was I was out there in the front of this house, and you know, uh, in the, in that hopeless state. Yeah. And I said the fucking Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. people know me. I'm a whack job. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm like a trippy hippie. I'm just totally, you know, I'm not a. Right. And I said the Lord's Prayer and I got to the part about deliver us from me. I broke. Yeah. 12 hours later, I'm at yeah. the Villa Veritas. I didn't know I meant what I was saying. I don't know why I was saying what I was saying. Right. And I'm not a religious person, but I love the spirit. This is a spiritual program, right. which really appeals to me. I yep. mean, you know. Um, but there's something about that. God help me. God help it's me. just that simple. And then I walked in the rooms of alcoholics that night. I walked into a meeting up at the A-frame church in Woodstock, and there was a seat in the front. And instead of sitting in the back, I went and sat in the front. Which, again, is not typical for typical. me. Typical. It wasn't what... I normally did. I used to sit in the back and and run out the door, mm-hmm. you know, not let anybody get to know me. And uh, that night I raised my hand and said I was an alcoholic. It was my first day and, and uh, you know, the AA surrounded me like they do, <laughs> like you know. They do. You know, once, once, I think once you put in some effort, it's like, boom. It's interesting because I've seen plenty of people come into meetings and they're kind of waiting for that surround me moment, but they're putting out a vibe like, please give me space. Right, right. And you will get the space if you ask for it. Right, right. And um, it's a program of action, man. So once I took an action and sat in the front and took the action to raise my hand and say I was an alcoholic, you know, the first step... Then all of a sudden, boom. You open the door. Yeah. Here we come. Open the door. Here we go. Here comes the spiritual vampires <clears throat> to you know? get their sobriety I, from you. And I hung around AA for like nine months thinking that I could just sit in a chair and get sober. Yeah. And, they and, call that osmosis. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and what I found out is like I wanted to kill myself at that point. Like yeah. it was like so I talked to this man Foster outside the church one night and uh I was honest with him. He said, how you doing? You know, you say, ah, I'm good, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I said, I'm not good. Like, it just came out, you know? He's like, what's going on? And I had this conversation with him, and uh, where are you at with your step work? I said, I'm not. And he said, they used to find out, 
say, if you want to find out you're a true alcoholic, put down a drink and drug and don't work the 12 steps. What you're dealing with is untreated alcoholism. Because the alcohol and the drugs is a symptom of the disease which centers in my mind, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, my mind would just twist and it would just drive me to a point of this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body that they talk about in the book, you know? And uh, that only a spiritual experience will conquer. And that, that was my story. Like, I, I needed to go through those 12 steps. Mm-hmm. And, um, and somewhere, you know. But, you know, secretly you were. You were, you, yeah, you, you were because I was hanging around. Step. And that's what he said to you me. Were just, you he, were just going through that first step over and over. And that's over what he says, Vince, just do it with a sponsor. You're already doing it. Just yeah. make it happen. And somewhere around steps six and seven starting on eight and nine like all of a sudden the world went from black and white to colorful yeah it was like my perception just what was if you don't mind me asking because i don't talk about this enough like what was your did you have any experiences with amends that were really profound because some of those amends you don't have to go into detail but some Um, sometimes like um for me a lot of my amends are uh lifetime amends yeah being a living being right fucking so my belief is if you go through those steps and you go through six and seven, now I'm a changed person. And like the amends process is just like, you know, it's, it's not as, it's, it's not, it's not as terrifying when you get there. No, because no. now you're a different person. People are looking at what you, nobody wanted to watch me running around drinking and drugging. The no, I was drugging. No, you no, know, and once they no. saw that I was clean and yeah. sober for an amount of time and things were changing, you know, I was changing. Then it's like if the amends becomes easy i did an amends at a grave at a grave site that i had no faith in my sponsor's like you gotta do this this mm-hmm. is gonna be the one you know kind of amends my mods and a family to my son <clears throat> who's now 18 graduating from yeah. high school finally has a sober father in his right. life fantastic yeah. that alone right i'm a happy satisfied right. customer of this yeah. program and my sponsor, oh, you got to do this one at the grid. And I'm like, that, that, this is hooey, fooey bullshit, man. <laughs> like, that doesn't even make sense. Right. Pull up. But we're cleaning f- up our side of the street. Standing in front of that grave site, and my entire inside's changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt something happen to oh, me yeah. that cannot be put into words. Yeah. The weight of the world comes off your shoulders. It's, like, it's like it's freeing, yeah. you know? We, we go, you know... We become free and happy, joyous, and free. And know? given a purpose, because I think part of drinking and drugging for me, part of drugging, maybe not so much drinking. Drinking was just like, I just need the world to quiet down. But yeah. part of like my drug-seeking behavior, because I was really one of these like psychonaut, you know, psychedelic rangers, like turn in, tune in, Tim, you know, Tim Leary, drop out kind of idiots. Yeah. I was always seeking. Right. I wanted some kind of a purpose-driven life. Yep. Which we're given now. Yeah, Which yeah. Is the, to have a purpose in life. I believe everybody's got to have a purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you know, we talk about our primary purpose is to stay sober and help another alcoholic. And I used to think, I man, that's, that. what, that's what I got to live for? Oh, my God. Like, that's it? It's so and, good. But if that comes first... It's so good. Everything else happens around me. There is no... I tell my sponsor that. I tell people... That is... That is... In- it... That could be my uh, topic for every meeting for yeah. the rest of the Dr. Life. Bob summed the program up with two words, love and service. 
You know, so the good. best defense against a drink is helping another alcoholic. Yeah. So in my darkest time, like this losing Ryan, like this Ryan house has become a source of service for me that's helped me stay sober, yeah. you know, to be able to watch lives change. And we used to say, oh, if we could just help one person, it would be all worth it, you know. And there's so many so many that I'm watching recover in Ryan House. In and early recovery, like, we break down over a shoelace. Yeah. We break down over a tire. Right. The world's ending. Right. And one of the things that was so... Doom prof- and gloom. So, so profound to me is when you stand up in front of a crowd of 100 people and talk about the loss of your son. Right. And how you've transformed it into this powerful thing. It's uh, You can't understand from my perspective what that... What kind of a message that... I know you... You can, but you can't. The message that that carries that, wait a second, how'd this man get through that? By What did we turn this into? By diving into spiritual principles. It's unbelievable. And trying to help other alcoholics. I mean, that's how we got through it. When I mean, did you first know that your son... And we got a beautiful granddaughter that When did you too. first know that your son really had an issue? Um, In high school, yeah. I mean, yeah. You could see it. Yeah. Yep. And it just, it progressed, you know? And uh, how how and you had had and fifteen it don't, years it of don't, sobriety at that point. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And when he passed, I had twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, yeah, it just it started out as a little run, you know. Yeah. On a Saturday afternoon, and it's turned into Ryan House with hundreds of people going through the doors on a weekly basis we leave there me and my wife you know a lot of times the anniversary meetings are open meetings so my wife will come with me she's not an alcoholic you know um but she'll come with me to a meeting and we'll leave there with goosebumps man like just watching what's happening you know it's just it's incredible and you know and and when the vision when we were building it when we were working on that back room was like, we're going to deck this place out with the, you know, the steps and the, and the sayings, you know, the one day at a time and, you know, love, peace and all these think, think things. upside down. Yeah. And all the, the Just, things. And it's going to be on the wall. And guess what? You don't have to take them down and hide them at the end of the meeting. We belong here. We're part of this community. Right. That's what I wanted to instill in the newcomer when he walked in the door like you have a right to be part of this community come in here and get well and become a useful person of society like like the book talks about mm-hmm. and um and stay and stay yeah and you don't have make, to go anywhere you don't have, and let's make it fun like it's well, that's what's awesome about you it. you walk in there and the windows look over the river and it's just beautiful and you know, it's got this atmosphere, and uh, well, my experience with the meeting—they say is God's very, in Palinville. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, God's in Ryan's house too, man. God's and, in Saugerties. Yeah, and Ryan's there too. I believe yeah, that. Yeah. You know. Well, and, for me, one of the things that happens when I go into the Ryan house is the same thing I was looking for from alcohol. Right. I needed my brain to shut up. Yeah, Because yeah. it was attacking my soul. Yep. At all times. All times. All times. And alcohol, for as long as it worked, mm-hmm. calmed that effect. Yep. That my brain produced. And eventually, alcohol no longer could cure that symptom. 
But now when I go to a meeting, and it doesn't have, it's not the whole meeting, but at some point when I'm in Ryan House and I'm sitting down and I'm listening, it could be, it could be the last minute right before the serenity prayer. My brain shuts off. Mm-hmm. That's liquid gold. Yeah. Yep. It's incredible. Yeah. That moment of calmness mm-hmm. is so nice. And so, and then I have to give that, I have to give that experience back to somebody else or yeah. I'm not going to be able to keep it. Right. You know, I don't know what it is that keeps me sober. I really don't. I think it's my higher power. And my, my thought process is I better keep doing all these things. They tell me, keep me connected to that. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Cause I, I'm uh yeah, I, I just, you know, there's so much good in this world. Do you ever think about taking a drink? No. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I mean, every once in a while for a split second, like, you'll see one of these new twisted teas or something. I'm like, (laughs) what's that taste like? Why am I kidding myself? Like, it's like, you know, it's all the same. It's it's alcohol. It's a drug. Mm -hmm. And it's very powerful. You believe that alcohol is a drug? Absolutely. I do too. Yeah. Mind-altering substance. It is. It's a drug. It's one of the most dangerous ones out there because they've legalized it and they publicize it and they promote it and and, and there's you know, industry behind it. Right. And you know, kids growing up see the commercials and the, and you know, think it's the cool thing to do. And uh and I used to talk about in my story like, you know, it was fun when it was fun, but really, man, I could have had a lot of fun not drinking and drugging in high school. I'm sure I could have. I'm sure you could have. You know? I'm sure I could have too because right. now I go <clears throat> if I had known if if I had had the confidence to live a day at a time like I do now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And back then I didn't. You know, I didn't have the confidence to be my own person a day at a time. So alcohol and drugs allowed me to be someone that, uh, you know, someone else, you know. What about all the marketing behind the cannabis industry? Oh, God. Listen. It's scary, w- isn't it? Yeah. And and all you had to do when they talked about legalizing pot in New York was Google legalization of marijuana in Colorado. Uh-huh. And the first thing comes up, accidents rates have gone up by 17%. And mm-hmm. we think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's it's insanity. And it's it's uh, it, it's not good. I mean, you can see it on the news, you know, the crimes at the stores, the bodegas and all that, you know. And yeah. it's just, it's it's not a good idea. It, I've... I've personally had the privilege to listen to thousands of personal stories mm-hmm. over my AA career and uh <clears throat> so you know you about know, this they, marijuana they, maintenance program they, they go from a you know they go from a hiding get, stealing a drink from their parents liquor cabinet right mm-hmm. to smoking a joint you know that's the spot where i crossed the line when i smoked that joint and then it made it easier to cross more and more lines along the way mm-hmm. And I mean, I talked to a guy from the Vertas Villa one time and he's and he's like, Yeah, I had a marijuana and you know, Ryan at the time was saying, Oh, it's just pot and and the guy said it to me, like he said, you know, everybody thinks that marijuana is like this safe drug. Not but, only safe, but like why, a fucking miracle drug. Why would you wanna go through life if you're an eight cylinder Chevy? running on six cylinders, mm-hmm. you know? 
And that like, that like, I like made that. sense. Yeah, like, I mean, that clicks like, with you. Yeah, like you got two cylinders failing every day of your life because you're distorting the way you your mind works. Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he's an astrophysicist. He was on the Joe Rogan program. Joe Rogan was trying to tell him, like, why aren't you taking, you know, mushrooms? Why aren't you smoking weed? And he's like, your brain chemistry is so unbelievably delicate that it shouldn't even exist. He's like, why would I want to add anything into that right. mix? So you're a big proponent of an abstinence-based model. Yes. That's your opinion. Total abstinence. But you've Spiritually seen, based. You've seen you know, certain listen, things save lives. I have. And you don't judge. I don't judge. And you know what? Here's here's the problem what I got with that topic is, like, if that's the case, like, there's other ways to recover, then why don't you recognize the 12-step program of recovery? Because our state does not recognize that right, right now. Correct. They do not recognize total abstinence and the 12 steps of recovery, the spiritual solution. Mm -hmm. They don't recognize it. You can't go into a rehab, a 12-step rehab in New York State anymore. Oh, we just lost one of the we best. Just we just the lost the best lost... one out there, Vertaz yeah. Villa. Saved my life. Yeah, saved many people's lives Yeah, over I got, the years. They, they care so much. I, I was in the middle of a relapse, and the owner of the Veritas Villa called me on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. You know you're in trouble yeah. when your alma mater's giving you a shout. Yep. So come on back in. Let's give yourself a break. Right. We give a shit about you. Right. We give a shit about you. We're not your It's not about a, an insurance. And an insurance company won't even, won't, wouldn't back her anymore because she wouldn't give out the the drugs so you so what you're getting at is yeah whatever there might be other ways there might be other ways but why can't but you recognize ours? why don't you recognize our way so our 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 facility the ryan house is totally privately funded you know right we we don't get grant money or none of that there's no string we don't want your money if there's strings attached yeah. well you, know? you don't have to deal with um certain things because you're not right. in a certain uh you know, you're not a rehab. Right. Don't want to be one. Nope. No, you want to be a place for those that get out outside. And you right. want to be a foundation. That and then help people transition back into society. Yeah. You know. And I've seen it. Yeah. I mean, one of your one of your good buddies was here a couple of weeks ago. And I wanted to talk. Wait, man, I, I had this thing because I didn't know what I didn't know what I was doing when I started this thing. Yeah. And I just I feel like podcast like a podcast is a frequency. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving a frequency for free. Like imagine as a 16 year old kid, they said, "Okay, you're you're 99.3, Vince. That's you from now on. You can have this." <laughs> yeah. Why isn't it everyone can podcast? If there's something that you want to say, everyone can podcast because you're giving a frequency. It costs right. absolutely no money, and when you give that frequency out, and the apps out there, Spotify, Apple, they just pick it up. Right. They're just picking up my channel. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like I didn't. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. I I, I believe that one of the things that people don't understand is there's a lot of, like, alcoholics and acts, we're always laughing. We're always having fun. Yeah. It's always a blast. So I thought, oh, maybe we could bring some humor in it. Maybe talk war stories. Well, it quickly turned into, what are you doing? This is a story about recovery. This right. is a thing about recovery. So. Yeah, everybody knows the war story. Everybody knows the war story. Yeah. So I have Frankie. We, we didn't thinking, come to Alcoholics Anonymous because it was good, man. Yeah. We come because we were beaten down to but, submission. But then it gets good. So I brought Frankie on thinking, man, I know he's got the world's best war story. Yeah. You know? And uh, and, and my higher power had other plans. We spent an hour talking about his recovery. Yeah. Because the moment he got out of Abel House yeah. to this moment that we're in now, right? that transformation's unbelievable. Oh. 
a series of miracles yeah. in a person's life by just staying clean and sober and, yeah. and keeping the course. The war story is to identify with the kid that's still out there that doesn't yeah. believe that you yeah. are who you are. Yeah. Because, you know, they're not going to buy into what you're selling yeah. if you're not one of them, you yeah. know? Yeah, but we got to get to the point of the recovery. Yeah. You know? So with like, Frankie, we just got right there. It's like, oh, right. all right, Frankie, how'd this happen? What ha we don't need to know what happened. Right. What's it like now? Right. Which was so cool. Yep. And that's what this thing has become for me. It's like just a series of, uh, I put I put an episode out every Saturday. Yep. I get to talk to another alcoholic or an addict. And at the end of the day, I'm sober. Yeah. My yeah. son my son gets a little, he listens. And he gets to hear a little bit, you know, yeah. in case, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. He got, I, I remember I was, he was what, 15 or 16. I'm up in that room. I got to go into my son's room and open the door and say, hey, Noah, your dad's got a really big uh, problem with alcohol and drugs. I got to check myself into a rehab. And kids are smart, man. Mm -hmm. He looks at me and he goes, we love you, Dad. We'll be here for you when you get out. You're doing what you got to do. What kind wow. of spiritual shit is that? Yeah, Coming, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so he gets to have a sober father now. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's great, but for me, this what I'm doing here is just sharing a message in a small community. There's not a thousand people that are going to hear this, mm -hmm. but there is a small community of people that are going to be affected by this message mm -hmm. and have an opportunity to show up to Ryan House. It's an open place. Yeah, when absolutely. it's an open meeting, right? And these these runs, these these events, All these the golf events. outings, right. These that's for the world. That's for the community to yep. see who we are. Yep. And they and then when they see who we are, they're not seeing. Uh, it's attractive intrinsically because people aren't arguing, people aren't flipping out. It it saddens me. Like eighty years later, eighty some years later, like we still look at the alcoholic as the guy laying on the ditch, mm -hmm. on the side of the road with the brown paper bag. The the alcoholics. The recovering alcoholics that I know are all around you, man. They're doctors, they're lawyers, yep. they're nurses, they're electricians, they're carpenters, yep. they're in and out of your house. You'd never know it, you know, that they were unless they told you. And that's the thing. Like recovery is so powerful. People need to understand that. They need yeah. to understand how powerful the recovery is. And what the transition can look like later on. And the stigma really doesn't help the person that's still out there. Because what happens is they compare themselves to the worst case scenario and right. say, I'm not that. I'm not that keeps people out there. Right. And alcoholics don't just die from overdoses. No. I lost a friend of mine a couple of years ago to a motorcycle accident and I'll never get over it. Right. I'll never. He was a fucking alcoholic because we were alcoholic together. He was the first one I ever knew to get DTs and he was like 17, 18. Sure. So they, the, the stat right now is like a person dies every four point some minutes, like less than five minutes. Every five minutes, somebody dies from an overdose. Now add on top of that the cirrhosis of the liver, the car accidents, suicide. drunk, the suicides, all that. And think about how many people are dying on a daily basis. Over medication from our o professional community. Yep. Over, over mental three. health issues. Yeah. Yeah. Which I believe can be solved through a spiritual solved through a spiritual experience. Yeah. 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 The twisted alcoholic mind, you know, that I found alcohol and drugs was a symptom of 
You know what's crazy, Vince? My mother made an amends to me in, in rehab for medicating me as a child. Now, when I was a kid and I started blah, blah, they took me to every, and this is just my experience and opinion. You know, I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying my miracle is I was on everything you can imagine I was mm -hmm. on. Medicaid, Selexa Medicaid, Pro, Medicaid. Depakote, Lithium, Wellbutrin, Pro. I mean, uh, you know, for is it, is it anxiety? Is it is he bipolar? Is it this? Is it that? And I'm not saying I wasn't those things. And I'm not saying that, you know, therapy's wonderful. There are there are clinical depression. You know, I'm not denying any of that. But I wake up in the morning. I say a prayer. I call my sponsor. I got like four alcoholics that text me before even 5.30 in the morning. I'm still talking to alcoholics at 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. From that moment, from 5.30 to 10 o'clock at night, I'm eating food and I'm drinking water. Like I don't, ha I don't have to take a medication. Now I'm not saying that's your story. I'm not saying that's someone right. else's story. But that's a direct result of the work I put into the program. Mm -hmm. Like I, like it's all. And maybe I, you know, you know, I also don't go to doctors, so I might. Maybe I'm supposed to be on blood pressure. <laughs> shit, I don't fucking know. I'm, you know, but I don't. I'm not taking them today. I'm not taking no medications, right. brother. Yep. It's a good feeling. Yeah, it is. I'm not saying if a you're out there mind. listening and, and you are taking medication, there's nothing wrong with that because nope. I'm not a fucking doctor and I'm not going to pretend to be. No. Nope. But well, I can not, only share my wonderful. experience. That's it. And my experience and my is total abstinence is what worked for me. It's pretty good. I mean, it's yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty it's good. given me a life where I've been able to get through some of the darkest things that could ever happen to you in life and not pick up a drink or a drug. And I was a guy, like I said, who on my own could not stay away from a drink when I when I promised myself not to drink and drug again only made it four days on my own you drank against your own will yeah and and you know 27 years later I haven't had a drink one day at a time by surrounding myself with sober people and other alcohol trying to help other alcoholics fuck yeah we clap for we clap for twenty seven years, bro. Thanks. That's a big deal. It is a big it's deal. Outrageous. It's outrageous. It's, it's mind boggling to me. Like yeah. like I'm sitting here so over twenty seven years. Yeah. It's so how I does gotta pinch someone, myself sometimes. How does someone get involved in what's going on? Come to one of our events, you know. Um there's gonna be so we got a motorcycle ride coming up in July, too. Uh, our first annual motorcycle ride, and there's going to be a pig roast, a barbecue. You know, it's going to be a fun day at the There's going to be a house. pig roast? Yeah. At the Ryan house? Yeah. Our first year anniversary was a pig roast. Shane put it on. Yeah. At, and it was... Outrageous. That, you were, were you there? No. Oh, my I've God. I've only heard dude. about you these missed good things, bro. You missed it. I let it. this 45-minute ride keep me there. Well, you know, I only go a couple times a oh year. Oh, my God. The, but I want to get pig involved, roast, you know? The people, they were, they were still talking about it two weeks later. Mm -hmm. You know, I had people, you know, and, and at those events, like, those events, I think, really help the non-alcoholic understand the beauty of recovery because they got to listen to some newcomers that day at the pig roast share a little experience strength and hope about what was going on with them and like our ryan board like they're non-alcoholics like mm -hmm. they're they're there listening and i could see the tears in their eyes just listening to the personal stories and what their hard work is doing for people in the community you know it's just 
It's unbelievable yeah. to watch. When's the pig roast? Um, Do you have to ride a motorcycle to come to the pig roast? No. I think it's July 22nd. I'm writing this down. Is, is, but I can also look on the website. July 22nd. Yeah. I believe. Um, you, you, you can fi- follow you guys on Facebook. That'll keep you up to date on everything, right? July. Yeah, twenty second. The rain dates the twenty third. Don't have to ride a motorcycle. Nope. You, you can, can show up to the show up house and, and yep, and enjoy the day. And enjoy be, the day. We'll throw a meeting in there at some point during the day. Yeah, of course. Somebody will share some experience, strength, and hope. You know, we'll show the beauty of recovery, and uh, and it'll be a good day. Vince, yeah. I can't thank you enough for coming down to some. <laughs> you just. <coughs> Drove down to some random alcoholic's house to get on a podcast and do service in a small way. Dude, to... this this is a privilege to sit here. I mean... Well, I feel the same way. And just what you got going on here, I, I'm like driving up here and I'm like, really? Willie lives up here? <laughs> like, wow. When I pulled in, I'm like, wow, look at this. You the know, view is just incredible. You like, know what I heard one time in a meeting? And maybe we'll end with this. This guy raised his hand and he says... Maybe God's an alcoholic. <laughs> and he goes, it would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, because yeah, he definitely loves us guys yeah, once we put man. us down, right? Jeez. And the sense of humor yeah. and, and all the wild oh, shit yeah. in the world. So. Yep. Vince, yeah. I can't thank you enough. Um, if anyone listening, you want to get involved in what's going on at the Ryan House, they have a Facebook to follow. They have a website to check out. You can get in touch with me, um, Willie Show Podcast at gmail.com. Come see us out in the world and get. I mean, this. I mean, is there any greater movement than the movement of recovery? You see, real. You know, the Pope called it the greatest spiritual movement of the 20th century. Yep. Yep. No, nope. and it's still going now. And it's still going on. Yep. And it's just incredible. Well, you know. Thank you so much, Vince. I'm going to put the the beat on. This has been an incredible experience. Thank you, Willie.